All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey, hey, what up? Not much, Chuck. How's it going? Good, man. Just uh, living the dream every day. It's another day, man. Yeah. <laughs> another day, another dollar. There will come a payday, as we said last week. There will come a payday. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, caught gemstones this week? Yeah, man. Gemstones. You know, it was probably the weakest of the season, right? For sure. It was episode four. Yep. And, I mean, it was still good. Uh, and as we were just reminiscing before the podcast, it was still a good episode. I mean, it was it was kind of average in in terms of gemstones, and especially the way the first three have started. But as we started talking about little things that happen, you know, we're laughing and uh, you know, same type of shenanigans. But it's kind of more moving the story along episode than anything with some funny jokes. So, yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, there there I've yet to watch any of the episodes in all three seasons and go, well, that's not good. Or yeah. what does that have to do with, with the story? So that's always a good sign. Yeah. Never left wondering what the hell they were thinking. It's just, yeah, this episode definitely was a setup for the turn that's going to happen. Uh, as we saw with, you know, the cousins have been hanging around, right. The Montgomery's and they like were getting all dressed up for church and they took their mom and uh, like then their dad shows up at lunch and he's like, yeah. eyeball, eyeballing the shit out of, like, BJ, like, while he's walking, and then eyeballing, like, John Goodman. So funny. Um, that scene was classic, because he's, like, <laughs> confronting them, and then John Goodman's like, or they're like, what do you do? He's like, I'll shoot, I'll kill you, or something. And then <laughs> everybody pulls out a gun, and BJ has a little tiny gun, and then Keeve uh, and Kelvin are like, why didn't everybody tell us like we were supposed to bring guns? And then Kel, like they're both like this with their fingers. <laughs> and then like Steve Zahn's character like steps to BJ and he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Like, oh man, I didn't know what to do. He came at me so quick. Uh, like it, it's just, I didn't have time to react. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have time to react. <laughs> that was uh, so I, good. I do say. I did say BJ killed it this episode. Uh, oh, yeah. And just, you know, that part. And then he was also, you know, the whole Judy storyline with her yeah. dry humping the guitarist <laughs> twice on the road. That when he, was it last episode where he explained to BJ that uh, she left a map of Hawaii on inside of the <laughs> <laughs> It was this episode on the on the pickleball court. He meets up with BJ because he doesn't have a force oh, yeah. for pickleball, and yeah. he like plays with him. And he's like, "Yeah, every time she grind up on me, I'd wind up leaving a map of Hawaii in my pants." Like, yeah. oh, dude, that was so bad. That was so classic. Uh, yeah, they're playing pickleball. Of course, today's society, they're you know at some kind of country club, but they're not playing tennis. They're playing pickleball, um, and just. Uh, the guy who made BJ a cuck is uh, just like talking about this girl he met. It just it's really Judy, and it just BJ and BJ's like, I don't like that kind of talk. 
Every time I touch you, she's, she'd be standing in a puddle. She'd get so wet. Yeah. Was, he's just like, I don't appreciate that kind of talk, man. It was yeah. so great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. BJ yeah. being the nicest yeah. guy ever and just getting fucked over. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that storyline goes as kind of like a side quest of the season. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's always kind of treated him like, you know, shit in the overall grand scheme of things. But does he finally have it? I mean, in the first season, he like had enough and like got the earring and then, <laughs> then, then he the gets pharmacy. back with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the in the Publix or the grocery store or something. So, um, but yeah, that we got the, you know, we see this episode kind of in, we see Pontius, um, Jesse's son, who, you know, emulating Pete Davidson, basically. And they're talking, <clears throat> I mean, we see kind of like Jesse's giving him like kind of dress down because he, he catches him um, like dicking down his girlfriend in the <laughs> living room. And they can't go to their bedroom because they're not allowed in there. So we'll just yeah, take it down so in just, like the den, like what? It, right in the middle of the house. And, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, it's funny as they go through the store and he's talking about that. And uh, he's just, um, when you see the flash forward to next week, there's going to be like a flashback episode and you, you, you'll kind of see that Jesse was like Pontius, it looks like, yeah. but more of like the 90s when I grew up, like, yeah, look like Jinko, like baggy G, you know, trying, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a little different than like the Pete Davidson, but, you know, the rebellious youth of the family, so. The vanilla ice of the day. Yeah. 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 And then the other side story, you know, with Queef and Kelvin, you know, Kelvin puts him in charge to go talk to the parents and <laughs> the youth group the youth group and they're basically like one of the guys from the stores he buys all the sex toys from to get rid of them comes up to him and says we're getting more next week and of course the parents now don't want him there and he has to you know he has to get rid of them and keith leaves the compound so we'll see you know we kind of see how it comes back um how he evolves in the season uh, yeah. you know and what it does with Calvin uh, and then you know the main the main story is I'm curious to see how where you think it's going to go but with um, with the cousins you know based on this episode with the cousins and what Steve's on coming back at church lunch what do you think this is leading up to right so we just the cousins are like blowing up gopher holes with there's apparently a big stash of ammonium nitrate, like a fertilizer all like on their compound. Yeah. Not and, locked up or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're using the bulk gophers, but then we see at the end of the episode, them departing in a, with a truck full of it, you know, yeah. meeting up with the dad. So where do you think this is leading? We didn't talk about the, we can, you can talk about the cloak and, the gun and cloak or whatever that's called too. But yeah. um, uh, where do you think this is leading with the cousins and Steve Zahn's character? You would, like, you what would, are they going to, what are they going to try to blow up? Well, your immediate thought is he's going to like, 
you immediately think it's going to be like against the government or something like that, right? Classic like militia shit, like Oklahoma City stuff. I think they're going to take it in a comical direction and he's going to try to blow up Zion's landing and it's going to get everybody down in Florida with baby Billy and it's going to be fucking ridiculous. I think that's how it's going to go. I like that. I was I was trying to think if they try to blow up, you know, just their regular church. But, you know, the, I mean, this isn't a show where we, like, dig into, you know, the logic behind things. But, you yeah. know, like, S- coming out of nowhere. Of yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see the flashback at the beginning of the season with, you know, with, um, with, uh, Papa Gemstone's sister hitting Amy Lee with a a wrench, and we see the strife between their families that we've learned about uh, in this season. But you know, what's the? I guess it's kind of like the motivation of kind of militia type trying to bring down. I think you said nailed it. Trying to bring down first, they're you know defending themselves or bringing down the government. But in this, there's you know, he feels, I think he's like the, like a real preacher. And then yeah. I think they say it, they're just entertainers, right? So Yeah, they're fake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I have a feeling that's but where yeah, it's, it's going to go. Baby Billy's going to wind up saving the day or I get it. I can see him coming out and his hair is like half on fire and shit. Like, it's going to be great. I can feel <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin winds up saving his life. Like, it's going to be really funny. Um, yeah. But, you know, first instinct militia... You know, they're going to go after a government target. I just don't think that's it's not comedically funny. Right. So yeah, they have to yeah, go, yeah. you know, Eli Jimstone is a fake. I'm going to, you know, he destroyed my family when he, as you see in the like the flashback in the post credits, like he like sold a bunch of like Y2K prepared and stuff. And yeah, no doubt probably cut like his brother in law out or something like that. And so they wound up being poor. I think that's I think we're going to find more. In the next episode, right, of yeah. the strife that, I mean, it kind of is going to, you know, explain more. And, yeah, I think that Y2, they probably had some kind of deal together or yeah. and they screwed him over or or they just drove uh, his sister and her husband over the edge when, you know, they're milking people out of, you know, these Y2K preparedness kid or something. You know, it's Maybe. kind of like, then it... Then it becomes the whole thing of like, oh, well, good. We prayed and it saved it. We didn't need it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote where Eli's like, well, I guess God changed his mind. Like I would bet like he prayed on his like brother-in-law who probably was kind of militia to begin with and like got all these ideas and then cut him out or, you know, I, it's going to be hilarious because I, I think we're going to see baby Billy, but I just keep going back to baby Billy. Cause I love the character, but I, mm-hmm. we're going to go back to see baby Billy back in those days as well. And he's going to be selling like bunker spots on the moon, like in an info commercial or some shit like that. Like it's gonna, yeah. like he did the elixir. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see the shenanigans that he pulls, but uh, yeah. yeah, the, then there was like the Cape and pistol society where Jesse finally gets admitted into the, like the group that his dad is a part of where it's like, the most elite preachers in the country or in the world or whatever, and they all wear like cloaks and they have like like black powder pistols on their hips. And Jesse doesn't understand that it's like all serious. And he's like like cussing up a storm, yeah. telling Stephen Dorff he's a fucking idiot. And then he like winds up getting like 
<laughs> punished with the light slap. Gets the lights. They bring out the slapping glove <laughs> with the white porcelain mask and the white slapping gloves. Oh, so weird. But yeah, baby Billy like saw him outside and he was like, hey, come on, man. Get me in there. It ain't that secret. If I know about it. <laughs> yeah. God, it's great. Yeah. yeah it, more baby Billy for me. Right. Yeah. Anytime he's on screen. I mean, just even there's uh, uh, um, Jesse goes down to Florida to talk to him because he's saying, you know, they also have a hologram, so a hologram machine That's with, right. with Amy Lee. And he's like, you need a, you need a star on stage. You know, the other siblings are idiots. Right. And, and so he shows them that, but then the, the funny part of that is like him and his son are drinking a drink out of a coconut. Like, it's just like, it, it's just, I don't Every time he's on screen, it's hilarious. It's so, so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? He was like, you need a star up there. You need your mama. Yeah. And then what yeah. did Jesse say? He was like, what, you want to dress up with my mom or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Like, No, we're we going to resurrect Amy Lee. <laughs> yeah. be in the resurrection. So, so good with those pearly whites. It's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Juan Goggins is great. I mean, I've been rewatching Vice Principals, and he honestly, like, like steals the show in, in, in that as well so yeah 100 he, he's really good so he's in his dramatic roles like in justified but he is like in a sweet spot in a comedic role he just gets yeah. the timing and he's like so serious but so dry it's so funny yeah 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 mm-hmm. uh yeah looking forward to next week's flashback so i like definitely yeah there's some good flashback ones from uh, uh last season so um looking forward to this one yep yeah anything Was else it- for you on just wasn't it wasn't a wasn't a you know a, a fire and hot episode, but just reliving yeah. those moments just made me laugh, man. Like, you know, it's all the setup, but it's all the jokes behind it, BJ and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah. I can't wait to see what kind of piece of shit Jesse was when he was in his teenage years. Cause we, we remember we saw him when he was like younger when baby Billy got him drunk at that yeah, yeah, at yeah. that birthday party yeah. or whatever. So we'll see a little older age of that, so that'll be great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Love it. Cool. Well, speaking of bangers and red hot episodes, Silo. Oof. But Silo season fin- season one finale episode ten. So outside good. was that the name of the episode? I think it was titled Outside. Yeah, that was definitely the best episode of the season, in my opinion. And I think the Apple rating or the rating was like a nine point two. Uh, yeah. So. Highest rated episode of the season. Yeah, the audience went crazy for it. Nothing, no other episode was above like an 8.5. And this was a 9.2. I mean, it was a crazy episode that like sewed up the season and really set the cliffhanger for the rest of the series because it's obviously, they've already renewed it for a season two. Um, It just saw like all of this come to a head between Juliet and and Bernard and IT and where the season is going to go. You having not read it, or or knowing how the end was going to go, it was really cool to see the theories and stuff that people were throwing out there. Because I've barely, I am, I've got just a little bit left of the book, and the book goes beyond how the first season ended. So it's going to be so great to see how they take it. But uh, yeah. what were your thoughts on it, other than it being a banger? Yeah, I really liked it, and I was really, you know, kind of my my theory was she was going to go outside through, which 
doesn't make much sense now that I think about it. Like the door that they found underground, like in the water, which after what happens here and what you see at the end makes more sense that it like is probably something else, which I'll say yeah. in a second. But um, I was really way off, you know, way off what I was gonna, what I was thinking. Right. So I was literally thinking that, it was going to go out and there was going to be green grass and livable conditions. Right now, if I think back on this, the show and, you know, if there was green and like all that outside, then someone would eventually come in front of the window or, and be like, Hey, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, there's other people alive out here, but, so it makes more sense of how it ended, which was really cool. Like the fake out, you know, and how, um, you know, when they're prepping Juliet to go outside, supply, like, makes her suit extra viable, I guess, with the tape, the heat tape and yep. wrapping. So when she starts to kind of falter, she gets back up and is good. And then we see her with the sheriff badge putting it and you start to see the wobble of the, the greenery and yeah, the display. Yeah. The display. And then, you know, with uh, Tim Robbins character, what's his character's name? Bernard. Uh, uh, no. Bernard. Yeah. When, you know, he rushes down and basically turns off the, green and you see the desolate wasteland and then you see that there is and i think you were saying the book is maybe not like this but there's like a bunch other silos around it yep um so we know now that holstein and his wife are dead they're just they're in that spot but instead of like in the astronaut suits with their or they are? Are they in the astronaut? I yeah, guess they would yeah, be they're in the in suits. The, yeah, 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 external suits. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what what the display inside is really showing is what's real, but with the helmet, it's. I think it's kind of an ingenious way to keep people from going outside mm -hmm. because they clean and just reiterate that hey, this is uh, not good. Where we, where I at least thought that the display was digitized, you know, but I think as we see, whenever they hacked in the hard drive and they did that and it glitched, that was bringing up the, what they see in the helmet, you know, when yeah, they're the outside. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, it was, a, I, I, re I think that's why I really enjoyed it. Cause I think for me, the, after the first couple of episodes, the season kind of just, you know, was flat. Uh, I mean, every episode, like at the end of the week, something or end of the show, the last five minutes, something dramatic would happen and Juliet would escape some situation and then yep. be right back in it, you know. Um, but it was, they were relatively ho-hum episodes. And then this finale was like really good. Yeah. And it, I, I, it it exceeded what I was expecting, 
So, I mean, hopefully they can continue that same trajectory. Yeah. You know, going into next season and based on what you kind of hinted at to me, like when we were chatting about it last week in the book, like the next step sound really intriguing. But what I really liked is, you know, you just think of them as a silo, but then when you see the broken down city at the end and then it pans out, you see multiple other silos and you mm-hmm. start thinking, that's where I start thinking, Oh, okay. The door at the basement, that probably, there's probably a connection between all the silos, right? Yeah. For, for whatever rhyme or reason. So I, I can't, I mean, I think this show has a potential to go for like five, six years and be really good. And yeah. just hopefully they don't screw it up, right? Yeah, if they if they get the the writing down and the story right, like you could like the book, it's a three it's a three book trilogy that's all built yeah. on short stories. Like they have the potential to make this really good because the second book in the series goes back before whatever happened. We don't know what happened, uh, but yeah. the second book goes back before that and establishes what went wrong. And then the third book picks up later, um, after this first season, right? The first book, um. But, the, you know, the show has this ingenious way of going about it. It's really easy read, but it's got this really ingenious way of using going outside to clean, right, as this as yeah. this good and bad lure to keep people in control. And yeah. it's almost like you want to know what's after death. So you go outside to find out and then, oh, my God, right? She, If you stay within the area, you think you're right. Everything looks amazing. You'll clean because you want people to like come out and see yeah. it too. And even the book says like people like this one thing that the book explains really well, but they may explain in season two is that when people, a couple of people go out to clean over the last couple of years, they're like waving people to come outside. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of keeps this like thought process of, Ooh, maybe there is something outside, but then going outside and seeing that they die, it kind of keeps the balance of control. It's all about balance, right? Bernard is yeah. trying to keep balance. And it's this really unique way to look at control through fear, but also through like paradise. It's really weird. Um, yeah. It's an ingenious way to do it because you think like, you know, when they, but you see them die. So you're like, okay, but still you, it's kind of like when people, feel they're being controlled by the government that they yep. feel there's some kind of conspiracy to keep them from doing something that's better right so exactly that will still drive some of the people to to go outside um you know as we've seen i think um the what would be really i i, I think i would have think i would like if they go kind of follow the logic of the book and go back to figure out how we got there i don't i don't know if we necessarily need that in general in the tv show because we've had these kind of stories before and like you know what was okay cool it was an apocalyptic event or it was a covid or you know i don't think we need to spend no an entire season on that but maybe some flashbacks throughout next season to show how uh, they got there and um but i think it you know it made me think of in avenue five when they all go outside the airlock because they think that it's all fake exactly yes and this is this is the same thing but less comedic exactly <laughs> so. you're just like calling the herd just a little bit and keeping people yeah. in control and like you know if just imagine if 
you just told everybody that the world outside sucked, right? And you just yeah. and the display was what it was, and people went outside and they started to freak out and they just panicked. It would create more panic, right? But if you yeah, make it yeah. euphoric and people think they're in paradise, it's a little less scary. Like everybody watches people go outside to clean, like yeah. knowing that they're not going to live. So like giving yeah. them hope to some degree, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, it's an ingenious way of going about it. But uh, I like what you said. You know, I think in the second season we'll get to see how it came about because the book does a little bit of explaining to it. And I'll just give you this. The silos are huge, right? Yeah. They take a long time to build. So yeah. perhaps it's something we see coming, whether that be apocalyptic or whatever, right? Yeah. It takes time. So think yeah. about that. Think that in, in context. And for those listening, um, you know, it takes a lot of time. So I think we will see some background to that. I think it'll be really cool to where we'll see like a, a present day with the follow-up to how this season ended. And like 150, 200 years before will be like the 1950s for our time. Yeah. And you'll see them like starting to build the silos and stuff like that. I think that's where that's going to go. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they, unless like it may be something like whenever they were built, yeah, whenever the the government the government like maybe knew that something was coming or f- for many many years and they started building that and then they had this already. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how that came about because obviously it can be, you know, a very quick yeah. kind of meteor or something that unless they knew it was coming for ten years and they started building and getting everybody underground. But exactly, um, you know, or is it just is it is it a like um chernobyl situation like is this some kind of nuclear thing in this one particular area but then you would probably move people to other cities but um yeah that's i don't a, know it's a lot of that's a good things. question let's see the book the book dude the book was only written i have the book right here i think it was pretty recent uh 2012 2012 when oh, okay when, when wool was written, right? So what's been big around that time? For me, my guess, climate change. I don't know that yeah. for a fact, but my money is either uh, like nuclear fallout or climate change. Yeah. Something you see coming think, that's spreading. I think that's my Yeah, point. I think the climate change thing makes sense because if you're like, you know, scientists are telling the government, hey, in 20 years, it's going to be this. And then so they start, you know, building these underground shelters and yep. figuring out all these things, right? So Exactly. Yeah, no, so, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to borrow the book when you're done because yeah. I want to read the book and then read the series because it's really, I mean, it's worth watching based on the first couple and then the last one. You know, yeah. if you can power through it, I'm just hoping that it comes back and I'm, and I, it has to be coming back for season two because it's it is. showing on the most popular list right yeah uh, and apple so yeah it's like the number one um, or number two show it's it's fighting the with yeah, like yeah. ted lasso and in, in this yeah. yeah it's it's up there um yeah. But yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens season two i already know has been confirmed um we'll okay. see the fallout of her managing to get out of the valley yeah. that is what right? happens to her what happens to her and what happens to the people inside somebody has managed to get farther than anybody else are they really just making up that the world is shit outside? Does it turn into yeah. a full-on civil war? It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, because the people don't know what Juliet is seeing. Yeah. She's continuing on, so they're thinking, wow, okay, uh, she's good. Maybe she's taken off her helmet on the other side, and um, it's livable, and 
So more people are going to volunteer to go out and, or does it cause, like you said, internal, uh, like a civil war or strife against the government and you have more judicial versus mechanical and the, you know, so, IT's finally figured out the suits. Maybe that means we can start going out and seeing yeah, if there's other people well, and shit like that. Right. Like, and that's kind of what you and I were talking about over the weekend was to me, there's gotta be, you've got to have some kind of scout. You would think over the years that there'd be almost like military type teams that have volunteered to kind of go outside and be scout teams, you know, and develop some kind of suit that can sustain yep. life to explore. So and this is, this is my thing. Uh, my last theory, uh, you're telling me that they managed to put the pact together, which has lasted 150 plus years, right? And they have a contingency plan for everything. The book goes into really detail, good detail about yeah. that. So if something happens in the silo, there's a plan. They have a plan for everything. You're telling me there's not a plan for if somebody makes it off the reservation? No yeah. way. No yeah. way. There's a plan. that I haven't seen it yet. I haven't read it yet. I think it's there. I think something yeah. like what you're thinking is is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I like these kind good. of shows, you know, sci-fi, dystopian, where we don't necessarily need to know what caused it, but we'll probably find a little hint of it. Yeah, and then, and then how people will survive and the conflict internally and stuff. So, just don't Walking Dead the shit out of it. I don't need fifteen yes. seasons of the same no. stuff. Just give me five seasons and let's call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything so. else on Silo for you? No, man, that was a good one. Uh, what else you been watching? Um. You know, we black me. I haven't been watching too much. I'm still only two episodes in the bear. Um, I'm still yeah. black mirror. I've watched everyone, but the fifth one, but, uh, you watched lock Henry, right? Um, yeah. The second one, so. um, which was about like a murder mystery in Scotland or Ireland. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And how like it just happened to like unravel, like, because this like teenage couple was doing a documentary on, like a news doctor yeah, or a college couple like on uni, theft. Yeah. 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 Uni. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good episode. It's, it, you know, black mirror is so interesting because, you know, one episode will be tech heavy kind of like episode one, you see a yeah. computer. Um, <laughs> and then lock Henry is like just kind of a um, typical, almost Twilight Zonian yeah. murder mystery. So I, I really like that one. That was probably my favorite. It was, it was, was almost like a, it like made in the vein of like eight millimeter with, uh, with Nicholas cage, like a yeah. little bit of like, like what, what are they uh, like? I'm a sexy cat s- snuff video and like all of this yeah. like weird, like murder torture shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was eight millimeter. It was, yeah. it was every Nicholas cage movie wrapped inside of a like mystery yeah i don't know it's hard to explain it was a good one yeah i know as yeah. soon as i watched it i like texted you and i was like dude best episode yeah. of the season by far yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i haven't watched demon 79 the last one but lock henry was my favorite like probably two one three and four so far yeah. and then i haven't watched demon 79 so gotta watch that soon yeah, that'll be and good then, one. Um, and then you've been watching Jack Ryan. Yeah, season four, the season the final four. season of Jack Ryan dropped. Uh, they're doing two episode drops at a time. 
the first two dropped on June 30th and the three and four dropped uh, yesterday, Thursday, the sixth. Um, dude, it's probably the best season yet. I'm loving it. It's it's nice, setting up. Nice. Yeah, it's setting up like the, the like this Ryan verse, right? All this. There's so much Tom Clancy yeah. material out there that has some of it has to do with Jack Ryan and some of it doesn't. And they're really trying to expand on the stuff that doesn't. So I, I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I've got to get back on it. I was telling you, I have a hard time with uh, Jim Halpert as Jack Ryan, but it's fair. I watched the first season. I really liked it. And then I haven't watched two or three. So hopefully I can get a recap of season two and then watch uh, three. And then you said um, season four is dropping in two episode blocks. So I, I think I have some time to catch up. Yep. Um, yeah, it's so. not it's not full drops like they were doing because if it was, I'd have bur- I'd have burned through it already. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. have burned through it well, over the July Fourth holiday. Yeah, I, I I have a feeling this weekend I'll probably burn through the bear, um, which I'm only in two episodes in, and then we'll see how far we get. I need to finish Black Mirror, but yeah, dude, the bear. There are so many like like guest cameos, like where they drop in like like for like three minutes in a scene and then they're gone. There's so many people like uh, I can't even remember their names, but I, I just saw like a YouTube like video mashup and it's like all these, it's like 10 different people just pop in through the series and then leave. So the the show was blown up in a crazy way. Yeah. Yeah. Also um, there's a restaurant bar in the Heights called better luck tomorrow. Mm. They're doing a bear inspired sandwich called the Italian beef. Hell yeah. And it looks freaking amazing. So I'm on this diet. So I don't, hopefully it'll um, be on the menu in like 13 days because I want to go try it. But yeah, um, we got to make it, that. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I saw it on um, like this uh, food group, this Heights food group thing. And um, I don't even know if it's on. I'm guessing it's on their website or whatever, but um, if you're in Houston and you like the bear, I would, uh, I need to go, I need to go tell better luck tomorrow that uh, we're promoting them on the, the podcast. I've actually been there a few times. So, um, you know, it's actually a pretty cool little kind of dive bar-y kind of place. I would but, love to try it out and give them a review. I th- just coming after from being in Chicago, having a Portillo's like Italian beef sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, all yeah. about the Italian beef right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to, uh, yeah. So it's, it's the Italian beef. Cause the second season of the bear is out done our way. Thinly sliced beef in a roll with chili crisp and smoked provolone served only hot and wet. Perfect. So, Dude, yeah, yeah. this season is stacked with cameos. Um, Jillian Jacobs from Community. Oh yeah, is going to be in it. Um, Yeah, John Mulaney is going to be in it. Oh wow, Sarah Paulson, John Mulaney, go like, I'm in Chicago, guys, come see me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He just only knows how to play himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Or he'd be like talking like, Hey, how you doing? I'm with the mafia. Yeah. Uh Sarah Paulson. Oh, I love her. Uh, that's um American Horror my Story. Girl from American Horror Story, yeah. Yeah. Uh John Bernthal apparently comes back for a couple of scenes and we're getting some flashbacks in the bear. Yeah, yeah. As well as Olivia Coleman, Will Poulter, 
Bob Odenkirk. Oh. And Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a ringer. This the season wow. is a ringer of who's who's. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if if like Bob Odenkirk comes in a saw? Like oh. he's a lawyer visiting a client in Chicago. Hilarious. And, like it's in the same universe as the bear. He's he's visiting uh 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 his uncle, the one that they borrowed yeah, all the money from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Uncle. Yeah. And then Cousin. bring in Jason Bateman and you can loop like the Ozark universe into it yeah. as well. Yeah. And they're all just bonding the over Italian beef sandwiches. Yeah. The bear is the center of the crime family. <laughs> like the, the the whole United States. They like all the different crime families coming to meet uh in the new restaurant. Like yeah. to, uh, to christen it. <laughs> for the soft great. opening. Yeah, for the soft opening. That's great. Oh man. Yeah. Any any other thoughts or anything else you've been watching? No, I think I think um just a little show note. Next week we're gonna record um a best of so far. So like we're at the midway point of our TV viewing season. So we got a lot to yeah to rank and talk about. We've got to wrangle up all the shit we've watched this year That's and then sure. try to rank it. So a lot of yep. a lot of stuff. So. There's a lot that's been out. Yeah, it's going to be. I was just trying to make a list the other day, and it was really tough trying to remember what was when. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. but it, it'll be good. We'll we'll have a great time recapping the first half of the year and our recommendations for the top five. Um, I speaking yeah. of uh, recently watched, I I went to see the Flash, uh, new movie in theaters, and the little kid in me came out with the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman making an appearance, rocked the Ooh. shit out of it, and then nice, I watched. Nice. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which was pretty good. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, you're a movie guy. That like, I I mean, I've never been that much of a movie. I've been more. I mean, especially since TV's like kind of gone gangbusters. But I mean, I just looked at the movies like this weekend, and I'm like, eh, like. I, I mean, the only I don't know if I was gonna. There's a. Um, like some movie about child uh, trafficking or something. I don't know that. Have one. you heard of Power? Uh-uh. I don't know. I thought it was like this right wing thing, but it may be um, just something that's good. But it's starring Jim Caviezel, the guy that played Jesus oh. uh, yeah. in The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. But the only people I've seen, it's been promoted like kind of as the as like a you know, conservative Christian movie, but yeah, uh, I, I'd like to see it because I want to give it a chance because I think it's a good, I mean, it's about, it's based on a true story about like child sex trafficking and stuff like that. So it'd be, I just hope it's not this like right versus left. Yeah. Kind of issue political but wagging of the fear yeah, yeah, bullshit it's, yeah it's it's because like there's been a lot of talk about it on twitter and it's like this is like a global issue yeah that's not a one political side this is no. this is like a big problem yeah so it's everybody's problem uh, yeah yeah and it's not just confined to the u.s this happens a lot in europe yeah. and every in in africa in every country everywhere so, yeah um Interesting, so, yeah. 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 So it, I forget the name of the movie, but um um 
trying to figure I'm trying to remember it but without looking but um but yeah so i mean that was kind of the only thing that piqued my interest because i just wanted to see more of like is this like a real is this a good story that's you know trying to bring to light uh because it was it was really the interesting part that i saw was in um like the advertisement on twitter and other stuff for it that i saw was it's the it's the movie hollywood does not want you to watch and i'm yeah, like of course. okay like what like what <laughs> so <laughs> um i'm like oh god this is but it i think it's being marketed this way for because i it may be a clever uh sound of freedom yeah and maybe a clever way to market because you're going to get that but you you're going to get that base probably to go anyways, but, yeah. um, you know, it'll be, um, uh, so it'll be, um, interesting to see. I'm, I, I want to, um, give it a shot. Yeah. It sounds like a, a good, you know, limited release one to watch. So that, that'll be interesting. Yeah. If you, if you do want to watch it, let, let me know how it goes. Um, and, yeah, do, I'm just too lazy to go to the theater. So <laughs> if it's, if it's, that's it'll, a big it'll commitment. Be, It'll it'll be on it'll be on uh, Fox News Channel soon or uh, yeah uh, Netflix at some yeah. point <laughs> yeah yeah so but be yeah, sure to I, uh, get your Oppenheimer tickets man those are those are going like hotcakes yeah yeah I, well that's the other thing I'm like <laughs> I'm like uh, I'd rather see Oppenheimer but I mean that's like kind of the only thing that I, I never was a big Indiana Jones fan I mean I I don't know I never got really into the like comic i mean well i don't see but the superhero and yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean i guess just not really that deep so i um the only thing of when i say think of flashes um uh, from the movie ted with um uh oh, flash gordon where they get flash gordon yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> savior of the universe <laughs> i fucking Peace love for that every too. one of us <laughs> it's so good because um, oh, it made me think of queen right because it's queen song and uh yep. um there's a queen cover band that's playing at rock the dock next thursday night oh. in Kima. so if you guys want to come down i'm thinking about taking the boat and going over to see that that so, would be pretty sick yeah yeah i'll talk to yeah, talk yeah. to the wife about it yeah all right all right nice uh but yeah that's it i mean Nothing else. It's got a lot of prep work for next week. Yeah, yeah. We got. We'll, we'll definitely have our top fives for the for the first half of the year. Yeah, be sure to tune in next week for that, folks. Um, you know, check us out on all the podcast platforms. Check out our website, kickingamedia.com. Check out our Instagram. Uh, can we kick a pod one? Uh, can we kick a pod uh, on Instagram? Can we kick a pod one? Is our our Gmail. One one more little plug. Hit me. If if you're from the '90s, like '90s rap, like Southern rap. NPR has a series called Tiny Desk Concerts, and they had Juvenile, uh, the New Orleans Magnolia rapper from the '90s, that was with Manny Fresh and Trombone Shorty, and some, and they had like New Orleans Orchestra there playing on a couple songs. It's like 20 minutes, but it's just tiny. They're like in the little NPR office, and they they've had other there's been other bands and concert you know they do this 
but I watched the juvenile one. It was really good. So nice. sorry. I wanted to bring that up. Um, but yeah, juvenile tiny desk, YouTube that that's, uh, was a, is a really good fun watch. Nice. But yeah, anyway, let's share that on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to share it on our, on our thing. I shared it on my personal one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. I got to remember to update our Instagram, right? Every once in a while. That's all good. Yeah. But, uh, so. yeah. Appreciate everybody for kicking with us. And, uh, as cousin likes to say, cousin. <laughs>